0: 2,000 years. No to piss me off. Tonight on the news hour, tensions ramp up as the tear-down of the Hastings Street tents is now in its fourth day.
1: Wherever they just went, that's where I'm gonna set up the tent. So while they go that way, I'm gonna go this way.
0: While those living in the encampment promise to return, plus
2: Yeah, it's been a little bit of bad luck to start the year, but it's kind of what you get, not just here in Vancouver, but all across minor
0: league baseball. B.C.'s South Coast gets soaked as the heavy rain prompts some cancellations and delays of major events. And
3: I was pissed. I was not happy. I felt a lot of emotions. The
0: story of one student athlete paying the painful price after SFU cuts its football program. Why it's taken a toll not only on his career, but also his health.
3: You're watching Global BC. This is Global
0: News Hour at 6 good evening thanks for joining us tensions remain high on vancouver's downtown east side where city workers continue to bring the hastings encampment to a close as kristen robinson reports removing new structures as they pop up has become a game of whack-a-mole with no clear winners
4: on day four of decampment on hastings not everyone is willing to pack up and move in the pouring rain. City crews supported by the VPD exercising restraint put the bag in here, we'll the- and compassion during a difficult task. I
5: saw that. That's why I took it, up, put it in the for you.
4: The city says this process will repeat. In order to keep the sidewalks clear of new tents and structures, as per the fire chief's order. Well, they go that way. I'm going to go this way. The union gospel mission says the ongoing displacement changed the mood of this year's Easter meal.
3: Every time we do a deencampment encampment without places for someone to go, um, it's, it's a failure. The situation there is not sustainable. We've had fires, uh, assaults.
4: BC's premier maintains there is space for people to come inside.
6: It's emergency shelter space, it's dignified, there's meals and it is a chance to assess people, get a sense of what they need for housing and get them into
7: uh, the housing that we're bringing online. 110 units a month over the next three months uh, to get people inside into permanent housing.
4: I think that they've got a long way to go. After navigating people's makeshift homes since last summer, condo residents say they've noticed some improvement outside.
0: I'd love to see it vacant of people, Nobody's selling anybody, anything, and it's not smelling like a toilet.
4: Madeline Reardon also doesn't know if housing alone will solve anything. But I think that
1: ultimately it's a mental health crisis, and I'm not exactly sure what the answer to that is,
4: but I know that they need to have some mental health professionals doing more. For now, expect more of this.
2: We, you guys have all your
4: Kristen Robinson, Global News.
0: An ongoing concern about the controversial decampment of the Hastings Street Tent City is that people who've been displaced this week would simply pitch their tents elsewhere in the city. One of the likeliest spots is the existing campment in the nearby Crab Park, which has so far been protected from decampment by a court order. Global News went to the Crab Park encampment Saturday and spoke to several residents there who said so far they have not seen an influx of new neighbors. Residents there said most of their concern today was cleaning up after the heavy rain and wind that damaged their tents and structures, adding they wouldn't be surprised if new residents join them as the weather improves. The Union Gospel Mission held its 33rd annual Easter meal today after a difficult week on the downtown east side. Community members lined up around the block on East Hastings to take part in the UGM Easter Feast. 100 volunteers served up 2,500 meals in Vancouver and another 300 in New Westminster and Surrey. 1600 pounds of ham, 700 pounds of scalloped potatoes and 700 pounds of veggies were dished out, followed by 525 apple pies. It also is a chance for people to connect with each other and outreach workers.
3: It's really cold, it's really wet, so it just gives people an opportunity to get inside, uh, be warm. Uh, First of all, get a warm meal, get the warmth of community, of uh, friendship, of fellowship. There just seems to be more and more of a crisis around opioids, around housing, about a lack of uh, detox, a lack of recovery, and a lack of opportunity for people to get out of their circumstance to get into a better circumstance.
0: Now, During times of instability like this week's decampment, the UGM safe spaces are crucial for communities to gather. A woman is critically injured after she was struck by a suspected drunk driver on the downtown east side early this morning. Just before 1 a.m., Vancouver police say officers were flagged down and alerted to a woman lying on the road near Main and Hastings. The VPD says the woman was hit by a vehicle. She remains in hospital in critical condition. The suspect, who was found nearby, is facing impaired driving charges. The VPD's traffic section says the driver's blood alcohol level was over twice the legal limit. And a special weather statement is in effect as heavy rain batters the south coast and there's no let up in the site this weekend. Environment Canada says anywhere from 20 to 50 millimeters of rain will fall in Metro Vancouver, the Fraser Valley, Whistler, the Sunshine Coast and eastern Vancouver Island. And melting snow could also increase river flows and caused localized flooding. Wet weather forced the cancellation of the vancouver Canadian season opener last night and again today.
2: It's just kind of what you get, not just here in Vancouver, but all across minor league baseball in April and in May. We'd much rather play the full season of baseball like we are now, in the short season like we used to from June to September. So now instead of 38 games, there's 66 games here at Nat Bailey. So we can afford to postpone a couple of them until the weather improves.
0: The games are rescheduled for tomorrow, but Environment Canada does expect heavy rain to continue through Sunday evening. Meantime, drivers are being reminded to slow down during these conditions and make sure their wipers and lights are working. That is And the heavy rain has also prompted a travel advisory for a portion of Highway 1 this weekend. Drive B.C. issued the warning this morning for a 150-kilometer stretch of highway between Golden and Revelstoke. The transportation ministry says an intense spring storm is expected to hit that stretch of highway, causing unpredictable driving conditions. And so just how much more rain could we get on Sunday and when might it finally ease? Here's <laughs> meteorologist Yvonne Shell. With what we need to know, Yvonne.
6: Kamal, very important question, especially for our Easter Sunday and the Easter egg hunts. We've seen anywhere between 10 and up to 15 millimeters through the day today. But tomorrow's system, even juicier and wetter with a significant amount of rain. Here's what we're seeing on the satellite and radar. We still have an additional 20 and up to 50 millimeters for tomorrow. Higher amounts, closer to 80 millimeters, will be extending in towards Howe Sound. Right along the North Shore Mountains, Coquitlam and Maple Ridge, we're underneath the rainfall warning. Eastern regions of the island and right along the western edge as well could see up to 80 millimeters. We've got very windy conditions, gusts closer to a 90 kilometers per hour. Haida Gwaii also a wind warning in effect. And we've got a special weather statement for the southern interior. Rainfall starting to develop. I'll have the timeline and amounts coming up very shortly.
0: All right, got to keep those umbrellas locked and loaded. Thanks so much, Yvonne. On Thursday, the provincial health officer announced mandates surrounding entering most health care and long-term care facilities would be relaxed as the respiratory season winds down. But the decision is not going over well for either those families who've waited years to see their loved ones in long-term care facilities and healthcare advocates who believe the relaxed rules is a reckless move by the government.
5: Isn't that a nice little visitor? The videos from 2021 represent happier times for Jessica Hensby and her grandmother Violet. Cherished family moments that would later be deeply restricted. Yesterday was the first time I seen her in person in, in almost uh, two years. So it's, it's really tough to to watch Someone just fade away. Hensby has been unable to visit her grandmother at the Hawthorne Lodge in Port Coquitlam due to her vaccination status. But on Wednesday, she and her sister were granted exemptions as their grandmother's health was deteriorating rapidly. This is just heartbreaking, you know. I, I'm definitely mad. I am mad at the government. It's like they didn't matter... As much then, only when they're dying is when we're allowed to see them. The exemption comes just one day before Dr. Bonnie Henry relaxed rules in long-term care homes. Visitors no longer need to be vaccinated nor required to wear masks. We're at a point now where we can change some of the restrictions in health care settings. In particular, uh, lifting the visitor proof of vaccine. vaccine. Um, requirements. Changes, though, not everyone is happy about. The group that, is, um, that continues to be the most infected and more likely to be hospitalized and dying are seniors. So the, our seniors living in long-term care are now going to be exposed even more to the virus than they currently are though the changes come far too late for hensby who says the rules did more harm than good everyone says that i I made a choice i made a choice to not get vaccinated and choices come with consequences but the consequence didn't really affect me it affected my grandma and i think that if she would have had more companionship weekly every other day from us um, that maybe she would have stayed with us a little bit longer krista dow global
0: news A man has been charged with murder after a Victoria senior injured in an assault last month died in hospital. Victoria police found a 70 year old man clinging to life in a home on Chester Avenue in Fairfield on March 6th. He was taken to hospital while the RCMP's clandestine drug lab team was called in after officers discovered potentially hazardous materials inside. 43 year old Michael King was arrested and charged with aggravated assault. King was rearrested earlier this month and charged with murder after the senior died in hospital. King remains in custody. It was a long night for residents at a Kelowna high rise after fire crews were called out to a fire that broke out on the 15th floor. As Jaden Wozni reports, one person was taken to hospital and an investigation is now underway.
7: Firefighters rushed to this high-rise building in the 1,000 block of Sunset Drive just before 1 a.m. after reports of smoke in the hallway on the 15th floor. (laughs) Upon arrival, attack crews were sent up to the 15th floor where they discovered flames
2: inside a bedroom. Thankfully it was contained to one room. The sprinklers and the fire safety devices of the building did its job. You know, it alerted everybody. Everybody got out safe and the fire was extinguished uh, basically by the sprinkler.
7: The fire department confirmed one person was transported to Vancouver Hospital after sustaining burns to their hands. Luckily, no one else was injured, and crews were able to knock the blaze down quickly, preventing further damage to the building.
2: As Kelowna grows, and we're getting more and more of these, you know, the suppression crews, they're constantly training for scenarios like this. They, you know, they got up quick. They uh, put it out.
7: Restoration crews began cleaning out units impacted by water damage early this morning. Water from the sprinklers trickled down from the 15th floor all the way to the underground parking. The building's assistant manager told Global News that he expects it could take several months to repair the damage. Meanwhile, an investigation to determine the cause of the fire is still ongoing. Jaden Wozni, Global News, Kelowna.
0: And coming up, a student-athlete's call
3: for transparency. And now essentially just being told like, your struggle, your grind, your everything that you were trying to do, we don't care. We're gonna dissolve this program. Why one player believes SFU should have
0: let them know about the dissolving the football team sooner and how it could have saved his career plus. More bitter fallout over the abrupt end of SFU's football program this week as players, their families and alumni figure out their next move in desperate hopes to keep the team alive. One team member is calling out the university for allegedly not having the team's best interests at heart and possibly prevented his injury during a recent training camp. Julia Foy explains.
3: They like to put on a big show. Yeah, they do. It's crazy down there. It's nice. Simon Fraser
8: University student Nicholas gutierrez Soler raves about his NCAA football travels to Texas. He was looking forward to going south again next fall.
3: Um, And it was working pretty well. Like, our offense was moving in practices. It was looking good. We, like, had a lot of hope for this upcoming season.
8: But on April 4th, that dream dissolved when SFU officials announced the football program was cancelled, effective immediately.
3: I was pissed. I was not happy. I felt a lot of emotions. When she like initially said it, I was kind of in shock.
8: Soler was also in physical pain because during the spring training session a few weeks ago, he broke his leg after being tackled by teammates.
3: It felt like things were tearing. I like heard pops and then I was just like, screaming on the floor so
8: I think I'm gonna stop right now and ask if you've got some questions on video shot by players during last week's meeting officials allegedly admitted they had already decided to cancel the program in the middle of spring training now Soler wants to know why students weren't told beforehand
3: why would you put us through an entire spring camp where we're risking our bodies every day and then let people get injuries case in point for example
8: Global News spoke to the Athletic Director earlier about what the athletes' immediate future will look like. So we are setting up one-on-one meetings with each of those athletes.
9: And the same with our current, our current athletes and those that we're uh, planning on returning. If they want to return, okay. Here's what we can do from an academic perspective, and here's here's how we'll
8: help you. And if they want to move on to pursue football elsewhere, we'll help them. The SFU Football Alumni Society confirmed to Global News that it's taking legal action and is in the process of filing an injunction related to cancelling the program. For now, Soler is trying to heal his bones and try and keep his spirits up that somehow his football career may be restarted.
3: You got people fighting for you focus on your academics and be eligible for this upcoming season
0: julia foy global news coming up next crime on the rise in kelowna what businesses in the city's downtown core believe is one of the reasons for the recent surge plus kicking off sick heritage month celebrations with a little flair and fun that's after the break New survey revealed that crime has risen in Kelowna's downtown core after the relocation of an interior health center. Some businesses near the overdose prevention site say it's causing havoc and it leaves them feeling unsafe downtown. Jasmine King reports. The safety of downtown is not great. I've
5: been here 30 years and this is probably the worst it's been for us and our business.
1: That response comes after a recent survey by the Downtown Kelowna Association revealed that many businesses in the area are dealing with a rise in crime following the opening of Interior Health's Urban Outreach Health Center. 101 organizations who responded to the survey say the center has had a bad or very bad impact on their business. However, 25 say it has no impact and only five had positive responses. But it's not all bad. One local source says the facility does have its benefits for people nearby. There are fewer people Using street drugs in other places, say the parkade. The parkade is much safer now. In the report, one of the stores claims that they've had over $900 worth of products stolen and were unable to recover it due to safety issues. Another says they are down 50% in revenue compared to this time last year as they spend more money protecting their store. Theft isn't the
4: only problem.
1: Some say leaving work also has its risks.
10: There have been people that
4: use drugs back there when I go to leave. it's, it gets darker at times in the wintertime, so it's a little bit
1: scary. In February, Mayor Tom Dias told Global News Council will be implementing three new strategies to tackle crime. While those have not been introduced yet, the city's budget revealed additional funding. In a response to the survey, Dias said council approved a 1% community safety levy. This will fund an additional six RCMP officers, four bylaw services officers, two police services support staff and one community safety services employee. Businesses one block over from the centre have a different feeling than others downtown. The problem isn't just this one resource centre. Could it be better managed? Absolutely. The problem is bigger than this. Everybody needs to be kind to stop and think about why people are there. I always say to everybody at one point, that was someone's baby. In a statement, Interior Health spoke about the importance of having the center at its Pandozi Street location. Being downtown and within walking distance to other agencies allows clients easy access to health services. Since opening, OUH has provided medical and preventative services that meet the specific needs of the downtown population. Jasmine King, Global News, Kelowna
0: in health matters with another animal tranquilizer turning up in illicit street drugs. There might soon be a way to detect if those drugs are tainted. Xylazine is used to sedate large animals like cattle and horses but has recently been found in drug supplies across Canada and the U.S. Now a drug company is developing Xylazine test strips like the ones used to test for fentanyl to let users know what is really in their supply. It's a promising tool for harm reduction but advocates are warning the strips are not a solution to the problem.
4: It's a great tool to use to increase awareness, but it's not necessarily going to change what's happening. Um, the drugs that people are using are very addictive, and so some people might choose to use whether or not there's melazine present. Um, but for those that might be unaware of what's in their substances and wanting to know more, it can provide them with that context.
0: US-based BTNX has created sample strips and has applied for a medical device license to sell them in Canada. Health Canada says the application was received on March 17th and is in the process of reviewing it, adding that they are receiving an increasing number of drug samples that contain xylazine. Coming up, an ice storm's continued catastrophic effect why thousands without power in Quebec for a fourth straight day. The cold is settling in while patience is running out. That's up next.
2: You're watching Global BC.
0: Frustrations are mounting in Quebec as tens of thousands of families are still without power for the fourth night after a fierce ice storm this week. Roughly 180,000 Hydro-Quebec customers are still in the dark, many of them in the greater Montreal area. And as Elizabeth Zogales reports, some are understandably losing patience.
10: Lights should be on for most Quebecers by Easter Sunday, according to Hydro-Quebec.
2: The, the part of our distribution uh, system has been restored so now we are uh, we are re- uh, doing some work on uh, outages with sm- uh, a smaller amount of uh, customer.
10: 1500 workers are on the ground facing the tedious task of fixing fallen power lines caused by tree branches.
2: Some of those outages uh, take longer time to repair are more difficult uh, to move people to uh, to be able to intervene at those uh, specific points on our system
10: But in the greater Montreal area frustration is growing as some prepare to spend their fourth night in the dark
7: We've called uh, Hydro Quebec multiple times cuz a tree fell on the power line near
10: a house and it's zaghi azadi and his mother Ada live in a Montreal suburb where many residents are dealing with fallen down power lines I called hydro Quebec and I sent a lot of email last year for Hydro Quebec in city and say these trees have problem but melting around 70 warming centers across Quebec are set up with chargers snacks and showers for residents some even allow pets you try to look at the positive side. As the weather warms, flooding is now also a growing concern in parts of southern Quebec.
3: 250 houses, it has been, uh, they've been uh, pumped out yesterday so that is clear now unfortunately the citizens are in the cleanup uh, mode of course there's damages inside they have to call their insurance but that part is behind us. Three
10: deaths in the province have been attributed to the storm so far. Quebec Energy Minister Pierre Fitzgibbon says it's too many and is urging people to take precautions.
6: Barbecues, that they like to be
2: outside, let's lead them outside. We need to be careful with the wires, we need to be careful with the branches. So I think security is at the, uh, it's very, 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 very important.
10: The province will also allow grocery stores to remain open on Easter Sunday in six major regions across Quebec, while Canada's three major telecom companies say they will waive most data overage fees for those affected by the outages this month. Elizabeth O'Gallis, Global News, Montreal.
0: All right, Yvonne joins us now to take a look at the forecast. And little to no chance of a dry Easter egg hunt happening this weekend, hey? (laughs) Got
6: to plan it indoors. All important, (laughs) got to plan it indoors. We've got back-to-back systems, and actually the one tomorrow will be a wet one. Thanks, Kamal. It's nice to have you join us this weekend. Uh, Here's what we're looking at. This is New West. We've got on and off rainfall. Temperatures are sitting at 8. An easterly wind at 22 kilometers per hour. But we have seen some of those gusts through the day today of upwards of 40 and closer to 50. Bit of a lull in the afternoon right now for eastern areas extending into the Fraser Valley. We've got a pocket of heavier rain right along the North Shore Mountains. We're seeing it across the island as well, but it's the system in behind it. This weather maker is going to pack a punch for tomorrow. We're seeing additional amounts of rain between 20 and up to 50 millimeters and even closer to 80, and that'll be along the North Shore Mountains extending in towards Howe Sound, eastern areas of the island, and even in towards Coquitlam and Maple Ridge. So those will be the areas of concern, and those are the areas that are underneath the rainfall warning. All other areas in green though, special weather statement. We are watching the rainfall amounts along the western edge of the island could get up to 80 millimeters and those winds. Eastern regions of the island, right along the Sunshine Coast, gusts of up to 90 kilometers per hour. Very windy for areas near Haida Gwaii. we're watching those gusts of up to 110 kilometers per hour. We've had a bit of a break in the action through the day today across the southern interior. But all areas that are in green, the boundary, east Kootenay, and the Kootenai Pass rather and Elk Valley included within a special weather. Their statement now the timeline interior it'll start to pick up with showers for the afternoon but then very heavy rain late evening overnight and taking us in towards our monday and those are the totals that we're looking at between 30 and up to 60 millimeters very wet and windy for easter sunday along the north coast once again areas closer to the water 80 and up to 100 kilometers per hour haida Gwaii seeing those gusts of up to 110 bit of instability I wanted to note across the central interior we're looking at the risk of thunderstorms it's the southern interior through the day that Easter egg hunt especially if it's earlier in the day could be dry it's by the afternoon and evening that we'll start to see that rain moving in areas across the island and for the lower mainland it'll be very wet and windy we'll see some of those winds picking up with gusts of up to 60 kilometers per hour a soggy one for Easter Sunday still wet as we look ahead towards Monday should taper off to showers on Tuesday Bright spot looks to be on our Wednesday so far. We'll be back into some sunshine and a high up to 11. Back to you.
0: All right. All those colors on that map looks like a painted (laughs) Easter egg there. You bet. All right. Thanks, Yvonne. Well, April is sick heritage month. Several events are taking place in Metro Vancouver today and throughout the month to celebrate. And that includes Kazana, a live and interactive art exhibit at Surrey City Hall, taking place this afternoon and tomorrow. Kazana means treasure chest, which organizers say is a way to explore the treasure of Sikh art and heritage. There's also local films being screened, live music and poetry, all which marks the important contributions of Sikhs in B.C. and beyond.
1: Most of our stories and our heritage really is recorded through art forms. Whether it's through poetry or painting, um, even our Guru Granth Sahib Ji, which is our, um, our ongoing Guru, which has, you know, all of our scriptures written in it. It's all written to some form of music. And so it really is ingrained within our culture, but also just within the way in which we understand the world.
0: All right, Barry joins us now mm-hmm. for uh, sports. One good thing about the Canucks, not in the playoffs, <laughs> No stress <laughs>
2: there is no stress. I no was stress. going to say this is the last Saturday of the regular season, so a lot of teams are you know this is it, this is their chance to get it What's the, when was the last time the Canucks uh, fans had that feeling, that excitement? I mean, there was the bubble playoffs they were in, of course, but ones that they could experience. It's been uh, something like seven, eight years. So anyway, there are teams. I, I guarantee you, it is still fun to watch, so we'll fill you in on that. Canucks play the Flames tonight. Calgary's really desperate, so we'll see how Vancouver plays. Whitecaps are also playing, so it's going to be busy downtown. They're next door to PC Place, so. you're going down to those games you you best walk or start right now (laughs) or maybe after my sports
0: yeah well they have a chance to play spoiler that should be fun to watch thanks Mm -hmm. so much barry all right coming up economic strife how long could it last my economists can't seem to agree on when a recession will hit or if canada will see one at all that's up next a Bank of Canada survey this week suggests consumers expect to pull back on spending and businesses anticipate a slowdown in sales. But economists have conflicting assessments about if or when Canada would see a recession this year. Anne Gaviola explains.
9: By hiking interest rates, the Bank of Canada has slowed the economy by making the cost of borrowing more expensive, which in turn takes a bite out of demand, which cools inflation. The big question is, will the economy see a rough landing with economic turbulence or a so-called soft landing with a smoother outcome? Well, it depends on who you ask.
3: Maybe we get one negative quarter or a positive quarter. I'd probably characterize that as a, a bumpy landing. You know, it's not quite soft, not quite the hard landing, um, but certainly not a, not a great
2: outcome.
9: Many economy watchers say the strength of our labor market will act as a buffer, even if the U.S., our biggest trading partner, falls into a recession.
2: Our base case
0: forecast continues to be a relatively mild recession in Canada in 2023.
9: We expect to see the Canadian economy enter a mild recession. Capital Economics says robust immigration with more newcomers spending bolstering the economy may save the day. So spending per person may fall, but overall spending would stay the same or even climb.
3: The only thing in my mind that could rescue Canada this year would be sort of the immigration point. Maybe immigration just remains exceptionally strong.
9: Trouble in the American banking sector has many investors and lawmakers on edge. And this week's surprise production cut by the OPEC plus cartel of oil producing nations is expected to drive global oil prices higher. Industry experts say we could be in for $100 a barrel oil, which can be a boost to Canada's energy sector. High commodity prices have, in the past, kept the Canadian economy afloat, even as other peer nations saw their economies tank. But what happens next is anybody's guess
3: way back in 2008 just on the eve of the global financial crisis there were still economists suggesting that the U.S. would avoid a recession and then obviously it ended up being one of the deepest recessions in, well, since the Great Depression.
9: And Gaviola, Global News, Toronto.
0: Up next the Canucks last home game of the season not playing for the playoffs but a chance to play spoiler for their bitter division rivals the Calgary Flames. Barry is in with sports. Catch Pink at Rogers Arena.
2: Don't miss the critically acclaimed singer-songwriter on her Trust Fall Tour alongside her new studio release. Sing along to new hit singles as Pink explores the highs and lows of uncertainty, freedom, and letting go. Enjoy a fantastic day on the green at the Take a Swim Golf Tournament. Hosted by Chris Galis and 980 CKW's Jazz Joe Hall at the Vancouver Golf Club, be part of this important event, supporting BC's kids with special needs. For Our BC, I'm Michael Newman. Global BC Community Hub. Promote your event, build your community. Global BC Community Hub, bringing your worlds together.
0: All right, Barry joins us now to take a look at sports. It's been a busy day and night uh, for the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canucks with a chance to play
2: spoiler. Yeah, I think uh, Canuck fans have had it up to here with playing spoiler. <laughs> Can someone spoil our chances? Uh, well, the Canucks chances at least, but.
0: That was done a long time ago. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's been a while. It uh, seems like they've been uh, waiting for the season to end since about November. All right, thanks, combo The uh, Canucks play their final home game of the year tonight against the Desperate Flames. Now, as much as the Canucks fans would love to see Vancouver spoil the Flames' playoff plans, it is to the Canucks' benefit to lose these final four games and finish as low as possible in the standings to get a better draft pick and even get a chance to get the amazing Connor Bedard in the draft lottery. But publicly, at least, the Canucks want to give their fans a good show and play spoiler. I
1: definitely think it's a a good test for us because they're going to bring it. So uh, we need to be ready from puck drop. Uh, otherwise, it'll just roll over us. So uh, be ready. i ready for pretty much a playoff
6: game. Every every day is a learning experience. You know, every day a player uh, has an opportunity, and that's the way we look at it. You know, this is another opportunity for guys to go up against a, a desperate team. Obviously, a team that's uh, fighting for their lives and. Um, Regardless of, you know, who's in a lineup, we, you know, you put people in spots to see how they react off this stuff. So for, for, for me, it's just a, a new day to get better.
2: All right. Meanwhile, the Jets, crucial game in the West against the Predators. Winnipeg in the final wild card spot in the West, tied with Calgary, a point up on Nashville, scoreless late second until Mark Scheifele. A shot off UC Sorrows off the post and in number 40 for Shifley, and then in the third Nick Ehlers who hit three goal posts in this game sets up Neil Pionk two nothing Winnipeg that is the final huge win for the Jets now two up on the Flames and three up on Nashville meanwhile Oilers and Sharks Edmonton on a six game win streak still has designs on first in the conference First period tied at one, Connor McDavid with his 63rd goal, 150th point of the year. Only the sixth player in history to get to 150, joining Gretzky, Lemieux, Eiserman, and Phil Esposito and Bernie Nichols. Gretzky did it nine times, by the way. Second period, Zach Hyman taking it to the net, beats James Reimer career high 83 points for Hyman still 67 behind his teammate McDavid late second Oilers shorthanded Derek Ryan and Ryan Nugent Hopkins combined to score the Oilers league leading 17th shorthanded goal 4-1 Edmonton and then for a little cherry on top McDavid in alone beats Reimer easily 64th goal 151st point, 6-1 final. Oilers are 12-0-1 in their last 13. They've only allowed three goals in their past five games. Impressive all-around game right now from Edmonton. Oilers trying to track down Vegas, who began the day with a three-point lead on Edmonton. Vegas in Dallas this afternoon. Stars also battling for the Central Division lead, so lots at stake, second period. Yoel Kibaranta down the left wing, fires past Jonathan Quick to make it 1-1. Stayed that way to the shootout, and it's Rupe Hintz who comes in and freezes Quick and then zips it inside the post. Dallas with the shootout win. Stars lead the Central by two points and Vegas's lead over the Oilers down to two points with just two to play. So Edmonton's still alive there. Women's World Hockey from Brampton, Ontario, Canada and Japan. Captain Marie-Philippe Poulain leading the way again. Beautiful moves and then sets up Rianne Jenner from the doorstep. one nothing Canada early in this one and then it's Renata fast driving to the net her shot blocked but Sarah Fillier banging in the rebound as she's falling down to the ice 2-0 Canada after a period and they keep on with the relentless effort in the second Aaron Ambrose with the wrister Sarah Nurse nice little redirect in front 3-0 Canada and then late second Jamie Lee Rattray We'll find Natalie Spooner going hard to the net, banks it in off the Japanese goalie. 5 0 in the final. Canada wins. They're 3 0. They play the USA on Sunday. Vancouver Whitecaps back in action tonight at BC Place as they renew their Cascadia Cup rivalry against Portland. We'll see how they rebound following their CONCACAF. Quarterfinal championship 3-0 drubbing on Wednesday night by LAFC. It's a busy stretch right now for the Caps, who are in the process of playing five times in 15 days. We'll have highlights at 11. It has been another soggy day at Augusta National. They did manage to finish up the second round earlier today. Tiger Woods just made the cut. Freddie Couples, at age 63, became the oldest player to ever make the cut. But it was another day dominated by miserable conditions. Cold rain and wind. Play was finally called with the leaders through just six holes in their third round today. So that means a long day tomorrow where the weather is finally expected to cooperate. Weather was decent early in the third round. Cold, but no rain. Mackenzie Hughes, the only Canadian to make the cut this week. Spenson, Connors, and we're all missed. Hughes with a beautiful tee shot on the par 3, 12th, but he is at 4 over par, tied 49th. Tiger Woods, uh, meanwhile, all bundled up. Just made the cut at 3 over, but the cold, wet weather is the worst possible scenario for that bad leg of his. He's really limping badly. Tiger struggling back-to-back, doubles on 15 and 16. Tiger is at 9 over right now, dead last of the 54 playing the weekend. Brooks Kepka who is known for elevating his game at the Majors, nice bunker shot here at the par five second, made birdie, clean scorecard for Kepka through six holes. He's at 13 under, four shot lead on John Rahm, but then play called for the day. You can see the water on the green, just unplayable. It is expected to be dry tomorrow. Leaders will have to play 30 holes, so we'll see if they can get it all in at a very soggy Augusta National and the Masters. Men's World curling uh, from Ottawa. Canada's Brad Gushu taking on uh, Nicholas Eden of Sweden in the quarterfinals. We get it. It's rainy at Augusta. Okay, we are having some technical difficulties. We can tell you, Canada is uh, taking on uh, Switzerland right now, five all in the 10th end. Oh, here we go. We are going to continue. Number one individually, number one. Okay, we're back. We apologize for the technical difficulties. We'll show you Canada and Switzerland. Canada won over Sweden 9-1 in the quarterfinals earlier, so it took on Switzerland in the semifinals going on right now. Canada lost their first game to Switzerland 8-3. They're a tough team, but the Swiss got a bit of a lucky break here to score a point to tie it 2-2 when they rubbed on one of Canada's stones. But in the seventh, Canada with a chance to score two, and Brad Gushu, who has won a world title back in 2017 on the money here, but it's 5-5 playing the 10th. If Canada wins, they go to the gold medal match. Tomorrow, and we'll finish with some soccer. English Premiership, second place Man City at last place Southampton. Southampton hung tough until first half stoppage time. Kevin De Bruyne into the box, and the big Norwegian Erling Holland, who just scores goals and beautiful ones this year. One nil City at halftime. In the second, it's Holland again. Check this out: Jack Grealish with the cross, Holland with the bicycle kick fantastic his 30th EPL goal of the season that is seven more than second place Harry Kane Man City win 4-1 they are five points behind Arsenal who take on Liverpool Tomorrow, and that is sports in two parts. Two.
0: <laughs> right. special
2: Premier edition. Elite. I know
0: exactly. Yeah, like we, had a little, we had a little intermission to build the suspense. Sure, of course. Right, that's that. what we, yeah, we did I it know, on I, purpose. I right. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Barry. Well, there could soon be a new look for the Calgary Police Service fleet. Officers are testing a prototype vehicle complete with the latest technology and an all-new look. The SUV dubbed Kit One features ghost decal decaling decaling, 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 allowing regular cruisers to be more covert, especially while in traffic. The logos are highly reflective so they can be easily spotted at night. There's also a new lighting system which does away with the light bar.
7: There's always a discussion as to whether police officers should be in unmarked vehicles or marked vehicles. And this is kind of a hybrid between the two. So the decaling does blend into the vehicle But when light hits it, they do reflect, they are highly reflective, and you can see them from kilometers away.
0: The project is still in the early stages, with officers giving feedback on the ergonomics, tech solutions, and branding. In the coming weeks, the public will also get its say on the new design. No word yet on how much the new cruisers would cost or when they would be phased in I've heard decal and deckhouse. yeah so I, I've I, I trust you I
6: same same but wasn't, we
0: wasn't take sure one. which one to go with tomato tomorrow. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right Yvonne uh, quick look at the weather and uh, some good news down the road hopefully. good news down
6: the road uh, for the Easter egg hunts tomorrow this is all important we're actually watching this next weather maker it's the second one it's very juicy tomorrow and this one's going to have heavier rain with very windy conditions we're looking at anywhere between 20 and up to 50 millimeters for higher elevations extending in towards the north shore mountains the Fraser Valley will be included within that so a heads up that's where we're going to see a significant amount of rain it'll c- continue through the day tomorrow some of those winds with gusts of up to 60 kilometers per hour it's the long range yes we need to still get past Monday leading in towards our Tuesday that's where we'll track the next weather maker It'll likely be lingering through Monday and then we've got some breaks once again on our Wednesday but for Easter egg hunts tomorrow you mm-hmm. may want to plan to have them indoors it's going to be a bit blustery but it's a good idea a good excuse to stay and watch the yeah.
2: Easter, bunny, Easter bunny's ears are going to be flopping in that way. Oh, right, right,
0: absolutely. All right, thanks you too, and that's news hour for this evening. Thanks so much for watching. We'll be back at 11. Hope to see you then.